0: Well, it's great to be here for the reintroduction of New Vine's uh, podcast. It sure is. Yeah, I'm here with AJ. My name's Luke. Um, we're going to be hearing a sermon today from, from the weekend where Jill Beecroft. Got to preach from Psalm 23. It's Psalm 23, that's that's one of the classics. It is, yeah, and so good to have, um, we'll be able to hear from Jill. There's been a great series just going through the Psalms, very timely uh, with the season that we're in uh, yeah. as followers of Jesus, but as society as well. We really hope that these Psalms can really stimulate and motivate people in their prayer life of coming to God, regardless of what season they're in. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, we've just been trying to re-emphasise
1: each week, haven't we? That you know, now, now is a time for digging in deep with the Lord and uh, trying to get rhythms, you know, going in our lives. It's you know, I think if there's a an upside to this pandemic, you know, for many of us, it's giving us a little more space and, and making us realise that some of the things that are important are, are quite simple, but we need to organise ourselves to do them. So I certainly encourage you to read and reread this uh, Psalm 23 this week, you know, and uh, and let it instruct your prayers. So I'm looking forward to what Jill's got to say.
0: Yeah, me too. Yeah, I know that you last week, you'd mentioned just some practical ways and you, that you're really encouraging people to be, uh, I guess, self-feeding yeah. uh, in this season, uh, but spending time in prayer, but really getting stuck into God's Word so that yeah. we're being fed ourselves. But I think also working out how, how we can find ways to h-
1: help each other. You yes. know? So, yeah, it's great to have all the different formal ministries that are normally in place, you know, when the church is meeting more normally, but uh, there's nothing stopping us from picking up the phone to, you know, Christian brothers and sisters and reading a passage together, you know, two or three or four people you know, on what, you know, whatever media form you like you know read a read a psalm together um you know talk about it a little bit pray for each other you know all these things that sort of help us to try and keep god at the center uh, makes sense yeah, of our life, yeah for
0: sure well look we're about to jump into this um time of listening to jill's sermon but we would actually really appreciate uh, your prayers at the moment i know the, the lead team they're yeah. going to be in, in the leadership of the church got, got a bit to wrestle through in regards to figuring out our best ways of coming back so it's a uh, something that we would value prayer for isn't it oh absolutely
1: yeah obviously um yeah you know, this is this season's pushing different people's buttons but uh yeah if you can be praying for us to work out how we navigate this uh, this season running into uh, into christmas um you know as we're able to come back how we do that the the things that we emphasize
0: uh, yeah our lead team would really appreciate your prayers in that Yeah, that's great. Well, I hope you enjoyed this uh, talk from Jill. Open your heart. um, Be open to what God might want to say to you through this. I know this form of podcast is uh, right where people are at so that you can get on with either driving or running or whatever you're doing and having an earphone in while you listen to this podcast. And we just Mm. hope it's a blessing to you. Amen.
2: Good morning, everyone. It is great to be with you. I'm Jill. For those that I haven't met, hopefully we will meet soon. Um, It is really a joy to be able to share today. We all have a song or songs that hold special memories for us. Sometimes it's a memory of our first date, or sometimes it's the memory of the dance we did at our wedding. Sometimes a song will bring back the memory of that first concert that we ever attended, or it reminds us of our childhood. They're all great things that songs can do. As we hear that song, it takes us to the place where we were. We feel those feelings. Sometimes we are comforted, sometimes we feel sorrow, and sometimes we feel joy. I, um, I still think every time I hear country roads, take me home, you know, the John Denver song, it takes me back to my childhood and my siblings sitting around, my sister on her guitar and us singing and doing concerts and it just makes me happy. Psalms. They truly are songs for every season. As we read or hear them, they have the power to bring comfort and joy. Today, we're going to be looking at Psalm 23. Psalm 23 is probably the most well-known of all the Psalms. I've had the pleasure and privilege of reading this Psalm at a few funerals. It seems that the familiarity of this Psalm brings comfort to the churched and the unchurched alike in times of grieving. But the six verses in Psalm 23 do so much more than comfort us in death. They guide us in life. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to share from the Psalms. Lord, I know there's been so many sermons given on Psalm 23. But today, I just pray that you will speak through me, that, Lord, you'll speak into the hearts of the people. Lord, that you will speak to that person out there that needs to hear of your peace, that needs to feel your rest. Lord, I pray that they will come with open hearts, that we will be aware of your voice, that will be aware of the move of your spirit. And, Lord, that my words will be yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Two things I would like you to take home today, or as your home, if you could take to heart. God wants intimate relationship with you. And only God can provide all you need. The writing of Psalm 23 is a life-transforming, comforting truth. I'm sure some of you know it by heart. I'll be reading from the NIV, and I know that this could cause some frustration for some because you do know it by heart, and, and as I read you, you may say, "Oh, that's not quite right. But today, I'd like you just to stop and listen to the words. Allow God to speak to you intimately. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Oh, it's beautiful. Psalm 23 begins with the the words, The Lord is my shepherd. This Lord is in capital letters, the Lord of the universe, Yahweh, unchanging, powerful, holy, the shepherd, the lowest of the low in society, yet the one who cares for, protects and loves his sheep. I read a story recently when I was doing one of my devotionals and it's uh, the story of these two ministers that were travelling through the Welsh moors in the highlands there, and um, they met this young shepherd boy. And this young boy um, was hearing impaired and illiterate, but they wanted to tell him the good news of Jesus. And um, they taught him that Jesus looked after him the same way that he looked after the sheep. And they got him to say, the Lord is my shepherd, using his fingers, the Lord is my shepherd, and staying on that my, they said, pause on my, he's your shepherd. Well, they went on their way, and a few years later, one of them returned, and he was asking after this young shepherd. He said, oh, have you seen this young shepherd? And the person he was speaking to said, sadly, we had some big storms um, a couple of winters ago, and he died in a a snowdrift. He said, but the strange thing was, when they discovered him, he was holding on to the fourth finger of his right hand. Isn't that a beautiful picture of knowing that God is there for me? God is there for you. A shepherd in David's day, and even now in much of Israel, looked very different to what we see here in Australia. The shepherd would not only feed and tend the flock, but the shepherd was also a friend to the flock. The shepherd leads with his voice. Even at night, when they combine uh, different flocks into the sheepfold, um, they they gather them in clothes to protect them and keep them warm. Um, The next morning, when the shepherd calls, his sheep follow him, just his sheep. The others don't, but his sheep. That's how well they know his voice. In the New Testament, Jesus refers to himself as the Good Shepherd. John ten eleven says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And in John ten twenty-seven it says, My sheep listen to my voice, I know them and they follow me. I'm going to read that again. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. How do we know the shepherd's voice? How do we know God's voice? The shepherd's voice is loving, gentle yet firm. It never condemns. It's compassionate. It's joyful. It's wooing. And it brings me to God. Like all relationships, the more time we spend with someone, uh, the more we get to know them, the more we get to know their voice. It's the same with God. Often we do most of the talking, but when we pay attention, read his word and truly listen, we'll hear his voice. We will know the prompting of his spirit. You know, sometimes that might come like a little flutter through your mind, a little thought, and we just have to capture it and listen. Sometimes it's, it's like a, um, a voice compelling you into action. And sometimes it's like um, when you're reading, just certain words light up. But God speaks in so many ways. We just need to listen because he wants us to hear he wants to have relationship with us. Verse 1 continues, I lack nothing, or in other versions, I have all that I need. I taught scripture for many years, and if I go into a class of um, young primary kids um, and ask, if you ask them, um, what do we need to live? Um, they would probably respond, we need food, We need water, we need a house, we need clothes. Um, Somebody might make a smart comment and say, we need an Xbox or something like that. But um, that would be their responses. And God does provide all these things. But more than this, God meets our spiritual needs. Love, acceptance, assurance, significance, security and rest. I lack nothing. Verse two goes on to say, he makes me lie down in green pastures. The verse starts with, he makes me lie down. Today we think nobody is going to make me do anything. Uh, we re- resist doing certain things because we're told to do them. We're taught now not to take things at base value but to investigate, to question, to be independent. We like to have the freedom to choose for ourselves. These are all good things, good attributes, but we need to check our motivations and make sure we're not resisting because of pride. Just as we might make our children go to school or at the moment do their schoolwork, um, it's because we want them to have a good education. Just as we might make our children eat their vegetables because we know it's healthy for their bodies, God wants to do the same for us. Yes, he has given us freedom of choice, but God knows what's best for us. Trust in God, because what comes after this is in green pastures. In Israel, the shepherd leads his flocks on the hillside. Um, Often the valuable farming land isn't used for the sheep. They go up into the hills, and there's paths worn over the years, thousands of years really of sheep treading, and shepherds, treading these paths. Um, We imagine beautiful green grass, um, but often it's quite barren because they get little rainfall. But the wind pushes the humid air against the hillside and then um, it goes against the cool rocks at night and dew forms and then it creates moisture that then these tufts of grass spring up, these beautiful little tufts of grass. The shepherd then leads his flock through these little tufts and they have a little bite to eat and then they move on and have a little bit more it's not a lot of grass, but it's enough. The shepherd will just lead them through and, and they all have enough. Moving on, then all the flock gets to eat. It's not a lot of grass sometimes, but it's enough for today. This is how God shepherds us. He doesn't necessarily lead us to lush green pastures where we have everything in abundance, though we'd like to. <laughs> No, God leads us, leads us along the right paths through the little paths giving us just enough for today. Tomorrow, he'll lead us along another path and supply our daily need. Some days he may bless us with a lot and other days there may be just a little, but there will always be enough. There will always be enough. The psalm continues, He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. Some versions of the Bible refer to still waters. The still waters we read about in Psalm 23 aren't swift moving rivers, but generally shallow, quiet stream or a pool of water. Apparently, a shepherd would never lead his sheep to a fast flowing river. The sheep would be Scared, it'd be dangerous for them. They just don't like the noise. So he wouldn't leave them there. God longs to give us peace, rest and repose. So he takes us to where he can refresh ourselves in him. The quiet water represents a place where we can slow down, be quiet and still with him and experience his deep pure love intimately. I'm going to say that again. It's a place where we can slow down, be quiet and still with him and experience his deep, pure love intimately. Life today is busy. We're busy working, we're busy studying, we're busy running around running our kids around or running around after our kids. We're busy shopping. We're busy taking care of the house. We're busy maintaining our lawns or our car. And on top of that, there are so many distractions, social media, advertising, games, um, technology. Or maybe during this COVID lockdown, you found yourself less busy doing and replaced it with busy thinking. What do I need to do tomorrow? Should I go to the, the doctors? Am I feeling unwell? How will I fix that? When will I be allowed to see others again? What did she mean when she said that? Why is Billy crying all the time? Lots of questions floating around in our mind, lots of problems. And the more we dwell on these thoughts, the bigger the problems become. As our good friend Ray Andrews says, whatever gets your attention gets you. God wants us to trust that we have enough for right now. He wants us to look to him, not to what we have to do, not to what tomorrow will bring or not bring, and not our problems. In him we will find rest. And from that place of rest, he will renew our strength and give us enough to tackle all we need to do. In him, we will find rest. And from that place of rest, he will renew our strength. He guides me along right paths for his name's sake. Supplying our daily needs and offering us peace and rest are all part of God's desire to refresh our souls, to revive us in him. It is only through his power and grace that we can. He alone deserves all the glory and worship for it. Yes, he alone deserves the worship and the glory. Let's give him the thanks. Let's look to him. As we move into verse 4, there's a change. David is now referring to God as you. The relationship is more personal. It's, It's intimate. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Other translations refer to the darkest valley as the valley of the shadow of death. And I think this is often why we associate Psalm 23 with dying and grief. But the valley of the shadow of death is also a shepherd's term. If shepherds don't get their flock back to the sheepfold by nightfall, um, they can get stuck. It's incredibly dark and it can be dangerous. But what happens is the shepherd who is normally at the back of his flock moves into the middle of his flock and then the sheep gather around him, crowd right around the shepherd. Many of you are in the valley right now. Perhaps you've lost a loved one and you feel very alone. Perhaps you've lost your job or your income has been reduced. Or maybe you're struggling with the ongoing uncertainty of COVID. We have all walked through varying degrees of sorrow, anxiety, frustration and impatience. Some days are better than others, but all days have the potential for fear. None of us want to be in the valley. This verse says, I will fear no evil for you are with me. This verse doesn't say we won't have troubles or difficulties. It says God is with us. Think of that picture of the shepherd in the middle of the flock, gathering them around, drawing his sheep close. That is exactly what God does. He's drawing you close to him. He is here to comfort you. He's here to protect you. To wrap his loving arms around you. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know, we often think of um, shepherds maybe getting their sticks and whacking the sheep and herding them along. Um, That's not what the shepherd does. The shepherd uses his stick for a walking stick or um, to protect the sheep against predators. You know, God's not chasing us with a big stick to get us to obey. He is protecting us. He's guiding us. He's encouraging us. Numerous years ago we had a holiday, a family holiday to New Zealand and um, my son Jacob at that time was in primary school and for those that know Jacob, he's a, a no fuss kind of man. He doesn't make a fuss and he doesn't like being made a fuss of. Um, and he was very much like that as a boy. Anyway we got to this place and we had to go over the big bridge over this um, rapidly flowing river and then we went on this big bush walk and, and eventually came back and there was a chairlift, uh, one of those big flying fox things that takes you back over the river. Fun, fun, fun. Well, I love those kind of things. Um, and we thought this is going to be great. However, Jacob did not think that. <laughs> he did not want to go. He dug his heels in, he was upset, he was determined he wasn't going to get on that thing. <laughs> Eventually, we calmed him, we, we said to him, Jacob, we love you more than anyone, we love you so much and we wouldn't want to see any harm come to you. And um, so he completed the journey. He hopped on that chairlift and he held on tight and we got across the other side. Now, I'm not saying he enjoyed it, and he still doesn't like heights. But because he had intimate relationship with us, because he loved us, he was obedient. Sometimes we go on paths with God that we don't like much. Sometimes it's for the sake of others, Sometimes it's to help us grow. But rest assured, God will take us on the right path. Now i tell you that story not to say that we're like God, but just to illustrate that because of their love, there's obedience. We, we took him to the rapid-flowing river. That wasn't so good. <laughs> Verse 5 says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. In biblical times, hospitality was extremely important. What a beautiful illustration of God's love for us. There are many passages in the Bible where God reminds his people to stop and celebrate, to stop and feast, and he wants to be part of that. To this day, there's something wonderful about gathering with family and friends over a meal. It brings us joy. This is a glimpse of what is to come, but it's also something that we can enjoy in here and now. Oh, well maybe when COVID's over, or for those that can go on picnics, enjoy. I often share with my family and my workmates how many days it is until my birthday, 13 by the way. It is not only about the celebration, but it's about feeling special, about feeling significant. In this verse, God is saying, you are loved, you are significant. As we recognise our identity in Christ, we don't need to worry about what others think of us or say about us. It doesn't matter. Our enemies can watch on while we enjoy the celebration with God because we can stand confident knowing we are loved and accepted just as we are. We are loved and accepted just as we are. But there's more. You anoint my head with oil; my cup overflows. When an honoured guest came to a party or a banquet, um, the host would anoint him with oil. Throughout the Bible, oil is often a symbol of the Holy Spirit. In one Samuel six thirteen, we hear, "So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers, and from that day on." the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. It is the same Holy Spirit that is available to us today. In John 14, 16-17, Jesus says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another Advocate, who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognise him but you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. God does not require something from you that he hasn't given you. God does not require something from you that he hasn't given you. It is from the Holy Spirit that our cup overflows. It is his love, his forgiveness, his strength, his mercy, his grace, his joy that allows us to minister to others. David completes this psalm psalm, with the words, Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Oh, I love this. God is faithful, always, without fail, full stop. That's a promise you can count on no matter what you're going through. And I know some of you are going through stuff, but God is faithful. His love and his goodness follow you and he invites you to dwell in his house forever, forever It's not just for now, it's for eternity. All you have to do is trust in him, trust in the good shepherd. Psalm 23 is an invitation to live the life God has for us. God, Yahweh, the master of the universe, wants an intimate relationship with you. I encourage you to seek him, to to practise listening to his voice. Read his word, meditate on it, journal, take a walk outside, sing songs of praise. Those words get stuck in your head. Ask him questions and wait for a response. He will be gentle, patient, caring, and forgiving when you get it wrong. It's worth the try. As you abide in Him, He will meet all your needs like no one else can love, acceptance, assurance, significance, security, and rest. Out of that position of rest, when you truly know God's love, you can bless others. You too will say, my cup overflows. Today I want to leave you with David's final words of assurance because they're good ones. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Is that the life you want to live? Bless
1: you. Hey, thanks, Jill. What a great message, eh? That was yeah, it great. stops. Hey, look. Um, while we're while we're on the thanking, also like to give a big uh, thanks to uh, Dan and M Bell who managed to get this podcast working again after a whole bunch of uh, technicalities. That's great. So, thanks, guys, for your continued uh, help at Newvine. Um, yeah, just really encourage you to take those words of Jill and uh, and think over them a little bit more. What else can we doing
0: this week in regard to feeding ourselves? Luke, with that. Oh, I, th- I think as the psalms, always been saying, get outside, <laughs> get out, get out. Let that. Have you a know, look. I think you said that last week. That the book of creation, and also God's book, the Bible. You know, be feeding on those two things. Would be wonderful. Yeah. But we also recognise that if people are doing it tough, uh, we always want to make sure that you know there's uh, the opportunity for prayer. We've got prayer teams that want to stand alongside you in whatever you've got going on. So if you have prayer needs, um, please get in contact with us. So probably the best way is just to head to our website, yeah. newvine.org.au, and you can, um, you know. Register just are there to receive prayer or even sign up for life groups. I know there's resources there. Yeah. 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 So if you get, if you get onto the life groups
1: page, um, you can show interest in joining a life group. Uh, but there's also uh, notes that are produced each week. If you want to think through the content of the sermon a little bit more for yourself or with your group or with a couple of friends, there's a bunch of uh, questions there and and other, other resources. So yeah, if you don't know if you've just sort of wandered into new vine, uh, here with this podcast, but certainly encourage you point you towards our website, You'll bunch of resources there that'll help you to know what kind of makes us tick as a church and uh, see whether uh, you'd like to get further involved particularly
0: when we're able to get back together that'll be yeah absolutely well we pray you guys have a wonderful week and um hope you enjoy this this time of the podcast but also look forward to the ones to come in the weeks
1: ahead yeah absolutely and may you dwell in the house of the lord forever (laughs) amen